Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 40 of The Cheerful Cynics with me, Pooj, and Anteater, Gaia. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast and you're listening on iTunes, don't forget to rate us. Also, if you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at thecheerfulcynicspodcast. How's it going, Gaia? What's new? Yeah, good. Trying to keep busy or I think I'll go crazy. I think people are being a lot more creative, which is one of the benefits about lockdown. How about you? Yeah, I'm trying to think of things I can do while I'm at home. Because I'm getting bored, right? Mm. That's the whole thing. Everyone just gets a bit bored sitting there and looking for ideas as always. So maybe I might build something or maybe even create a little den. You know, get some pillows, make a little cave. Oh yeah, good show. Right? Yeah. Well, that that, that would work if you've got everything at home and it's not too dangerous. That. I think true, right. um, but I don't think I should be trusted with like power tools and things like that. It's way no. too risky for me. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know where to start, and I'll probably end up with a new hole in the wall, and I'll yeah. have to tell everyone it's a new window. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't kill yourself, Pooge. Maybe start with painting the walls or something, something easy. Or build a nuclear yeah. reactor. Have you heard about that guy? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone do that at home? No. <laughs> Get to- Somebody actually did this. They actually what? tried to make a nuclear reactor at home. What? No. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> yeah, so this happened a couple of years ago when a Swedish man called Richard Handel said that he was curious to see whether he could split an atom in his kitchen. You know, as <laughs> as you do. That's, sorry, what? Split an atom in his kitchen? <laughs> what the hell? It's not how like cracking eggs, you know? I know. Let me just... Some eggs. Uh, how is that a good idea in any universe? Also, how how does someone do that in their kitchen? Yeah, who knows? Like, he, he had an online blog about sharing his updates, you know, which oh, is God. quite nice of him to keep everyone updated of how he's going to kill him and everyone in a three-mile radius. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> if I was a neighbour, I'd be checking that all the time, be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I can't believe someone tried to do that at home, though. I mean, can someone even do that at home? Don't think so. Well, I think he had all the ingredients. Well, you need the ingredients, I guess. Yeah. If you can call them ingredients. <laughs> so he's cooking. But um, he's, he said he started off collecting all the, the elements um, that were required from the periodic table. And then he started seeing how he could create a nuclear reaction. I mean, why wouldn't you? Like, what what else are microwaves for? Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all in the comfort of his own home. So that totally makes sense. Yeah, what? in his kitchen. Oh my god. I mean, imagine re- reaching for the salt and you accidentally get sulfur or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? or the delicious uranium. And you got your eggs with uranium. sprinklings of glowing uranium. <laughs> he did not have uranium. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Where did so, he get uranium from? So, along with the radium and oh all the other god, wonderful god. elements that he required. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And there's actually a photo of his kitchen stove um, where he was basically cooking up the stuff. And it looked like a crack then. Okay. I'm not surprised. I mean, how did this how did this even happen? Like how did he even get his hands on this stuff? Surely as soon as he attempted to do this, all the authorities would know about it. Well, he he managed to get a lot of this stuff online and miraculously didn't manage to blow everyone up. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean but how I just don't get how it made it into the country. Honestly. And what, the friendly postman had to handle all this uranium and be like, here you go, mate. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon delivery. <laughs> yeah. Here's your glowing envelope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the postman did not sign up for that. That's not fair, right? 
No, that's um, not cool. And actually, the authorities didn't do any detective work here. So Richard Handel actually mm. contacted the Swedish Radiation Safety Authority to ask whether his project was legal or not. What? So they wouldn't have known unless he he asked them. So he was like, oh, is this cool? I've got uranium and, and radioactive materials. Is that cool? <laughs> so, yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the police were actually called and eventually was convicted on the violation of the Radiation Safety Act oh God. and the violation of the Swedish Environmental Code. Oh, man. Yes, it sounds pretty serious. <laughs> From a little kitchen experiment. You know, people, when people say, I'm going to experiment in the kitchen, yeah. Yeah, it's usually adding, I don't chili know. Chili flakes um, or something. Yeah, chili flakes on your toast or something. Wow. Yeah. This guy, he went all out. <laughs> So, was it not a criminal act then? Did he get thrown in jail or something? What happened? Nah. Sweden's cool. <laughs> That's cool. That is true. Sweden is cool. <laughs> so, they took away all of his dangerous materials, which is fair enough. Good. And they slapped yes. him with a fine of about oh. 13 and a half thousand Swedish crowns, which is about a thousand pounds. What? Is that it? A thousand pounds? I feel like all of his materials would have cost that much. So, he just got yeah, fined probably. for like a grand. So he's bringing in illegal materials and putting public safety at risk. Well, you know, what's the definition of public and oh. risk? Or safety. Or safety, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although he said he'll probably stick to reading books about physics as oh. opposed to actually doing the experiments. I think that's, yeah. I think he did go a little bit too far with that one, maybe. I just, I just don't get why anyone would think that that's a good idea, Pooj, to mess with that stuff in your home of all places. I mean, this was before our time. It was the 50s. Have you seen those dangerous home lab sets that they made for kids in the 1950s? Oh, like the really dangerous ones, which basically encourage kids to blow everyone up with radioactive <laughs> materials. Yeah. Those ones, right? I've seen those on the internet. <laughs> I've seen those boxes. And I think there was, I think the American, it was American one. And I think it was called the Atomic Energy Laboratory or something, something like that. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. And yeah. imagine that in lockdown. Imagine you can get that on Amazon right now. And they just ping it over. Ding, ding. Oh, my nuclear reactor set is here. Mummy, I'm just going to try and spit an atom. Why does the uh, Amazon delivery driver have no nails and no hair? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) whoops. I mean, if that was now, I bet you'd be all over that Pooch in lockdown, wouldn't you? Yeah, kaboom. That's it. All gone. I'll come out of quarantine with no eyebrows or fingernails. That would be fun, right? Would you try and do something like that in your kitchen? No. Sorry, in your garden. No, anywhere I wouldn't try and do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would be crazy. Imagine doing that. Imagine somebody did that in your area right now and you wouldn't even know. I would be fuming. Maybe we should do something a little less crazy, right? A, a different hobby. What about hacking? What? That's also pretty bad, Pooch. <laughs> it's it's an indoor wholesome activity, you know? It's like just... No sunlight required. Just tiptoeing around, you know, nothing crazy. <laughs> You're not going out, you're not hitting people in the face, nobody is glowing. Yeah. No? Well, do you remember a guy called Gary McKinnon? No, I've never heard of him. What did he do? So he was a hacker from North London who allegedly hacked into NASA and US military systems where he was looking for evidence of extraterrestrial spaceships. Uh, what? You get inspiration from the weirdest of places, dude. I mean... (laughs) This guy hacked into NASA and US military systems because he was looking for spaceships. Don't go hacking authorities, man. Especially like in America, because I feel like they wouldn't yeah. they'd be very happy. Best pleased with that. Although I'm sure if he did manage to get in, 
there'd be some juicy stuff in there. Yeah, they're they're not fans of letting things slide, really. No. <laughs> so, so he got in and he conducted quite an extensive search through the US computer networks between 2001 and 2002. So not oh just God, on one occasion. Yeah, Whoa. he was in there. He was rummaging around. Really? Um, so imagine like the secu- cybersecurity back then is just like those Japanese walls. You know, when you go to a Japanese place and the walls are like just made paper of paper. Yeah. screens. <laughs> it's locked away, but let me just walk through the paper. <laughs> <laughs> like in The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when The Simpsons and they go to uh, Japan and you just walk through the walls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a cybersecurity back then, I imagine. <laughs> So he was there for basically a whole year, just like rummaging around. Yeah, pretty much. What did he find? He must have found a pretty decent stash of stuff, right? I mean, there were numerous interviews with the guy. um, Mm. But when he was speaking in 2006 to Wired, he said that at the time he was convinced that the US government had suppressed anti-gravity and other UFO related technologies. Ooh. I mean, that's pretty juicy. Yes. If you did see that. Imagine stumbling across that kind of information, though. Like, what would you do with it? You could you could make tons of money off that. Yeah, you can make it in your kitchen. Right? Make up, yeah. You don't need a spice rack if all your spices just levitate. Just, <laughs> yeah. just levitating in the corner, right? <laughs> with this technology, I'm going to make a floating spice rack. <laughs> no. Now my pizzas Nothing are perfectly else. cooked as well, you know. <laughs> They're not bad on the bottom or the top. They're just right distance in the oven. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, he said that he was already aware of an alleged disclosure project where apparently mm. there were 400 credible testimonies from air traffic controllers to those responsible for launching nuclear missiles as well. Um, all of which said they'd witnessed something like UFOs or something unusual. Oh, uh, okay. There was already stuff going on, according to him. Yeah. And apparently, there were even talks on reverse engineering some of this technology that was recovered from crash sites. What? Yeah, so he wanted to see for himself. He's like, you know what? There's all these rumors. I need to see it to believe it. So how did he do this then? So he got into the NASA website, or technically on their systems, I imagine. And yeah. Well, with his fancy 56K dial-up connection. Do you remember those? Dial up. Oh my God, so he did all tr- dial up. When you're trying to log in, it goes, blah, blah, oh. blah, blah. Uh. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, and apparently he managed to see an image of a UFO. What? I've never, I've not heard of this. Are you serious? Yeah, so we don't have any evidence of this. What a coincidence, right? Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Fine, sure, no evidence then. He allegedly said that he also found an Excel spreadsheet entitled Non-Terrestrial Officers. Which Ooh. had the ranks and names of unknown individuals. Oh my god! Is this like Men in Black? Well, who knows? Well, they've got that. They've got that database full of the hidden aliens yeah, living amongst like. us. And there was another sheet uh, which had details of transfers between ships, uh, leading him to believe okay. that this was part of a covert space program. That could be a spicy meatball poo. Spicy meatball. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it could have also just been transferring other things between chips but if he did find that information in the hidden depths of nasa and military systems then that is pretty crazy do you think it's plausible though they wouldn't have that stuff saved for shits and giggles right yeah who knows i guess like it is the military right nasa is basically part of the military so of course they do secret stuff yeah right everyone does secret stuff so yeah maybe i don't think it's out of the question oh i don't know it's just crazy though maybe I can't imagine that we're the only living beings in the entire universe. Yeah, pretty much, right? There's going to be something out there. 
Yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe there is something to it. But it's just crazy that he managed to break in, though, you know, with his yeah. dial-up connection. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> just strolling. Yeah, exactly. And he did it for like a year that nobody knew about. I doubt America was very happy with it, right? Yeah, I mean, the fact that we know about it means he probably got arrested. Yeah, exactly. So he was arrested. <laughs> Says, oh, right, okay. Initially arrested by the British National High Tech Crime Unit um, back in 2002 oh. and all his computers and everything else that he had... All his electronics yeah. were confiscated and his hard okay. drives were sent directly to the States. Ooh. Whoops. Did the Americans actually get their hands on him then? So, yeah. That stuff, right? Well, the strange thing is that they've they dropped the charges in the UK because he didn't break any laws in the UK. Oh, yeah. Because the things that he hacked into were in the States. So yeah. then the UK government was like, well, we're not really going to do much, um, which is kind of good for him. Yeah. Yeah. However, the US wanted him extradited so that he could face charges over there. And long story short, there was a legal battle that went on for about 10 years. And eventually in 2012, the UK blocked his extradition to the US. Bloody hell. And it was Theresa May, who was the Home Secretary at the time, who essentially saved him from up to 60 years in prison. What the fuck? Holy crap. Are you serious? Yeah. That's insane. Whoa. They were trying to get his hands on him for that long. Yeah. Shit. But it does make me think that he must have gotten his hands on some pretty good shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He must have got in. But it does make you wonder, like, what else is there out there? Like, all this crazy information, all these um, government agencies and things like that might have. Mm. If you want to hack in somewhere. But you wouldn't, just for the record. So who, whose systems would you like to know? Whose secrets would you like to know? Hmm. I don't know. Probably... I need to know maybe like KFC. What are the secret spices? There's Yeah, is there seven or eight? I don't know. But I know one of them is salt. There's a lot of salt in there, Pooch. But yeah, imagine getting your hands on secret recipes. Yeah. Right? Like Coca-Cola is also a guarded secret recipe. Yeah, true, true. Or like the Brexit team. Like what exactly were they talking about? What was going on in those letters and stuff between agencies? So of all the things you could have access to, of all the oh, juiciest okay. information in the world. <laughs> You go, Brexit. I would like to know about Brexit negotiations. <laughs> this is Guy in a nutshell. Oh, we could do anything. Mm, yep, Brexit negotiations, please. Of all the things you could know. Of all, right. all the secret North, organizations North and everything. I want to see what's going on there. The Vatican, right? The Vatican, yeah. They've got yeah. secret vaults. Well, I guess they're not secret, but they've got vaults underneath, um, yeah. underground. Uh, I don't think much of it is online, so you can't really hack into it. You've got to physically be yeah. there. But that would be That's incredible true. to read. But all stuff like our secret intelligence organizations too. Yeah, how they did the Diana cover-up. Exactly. Oh, yeah, what happened with Diana? Do you think that's all covered under the Freedom of Information Act? For our non-UK listeners, you can basically apply to organizations for data. I don't think they have to release it, do they, Pooj? If it's super sensitive, then they wouldn't. Yeah, probably wouldn't. You couldn't really write to like MI5 and be like, so what were you guys doing? I think it's after a certain amount of time they can start releasing information. Yeah. But yeah, they would have some crazy stuff. Yeah, man. Oh, God. Be crazy. Some things I just don't want to know, though. But you know, ignorance is bliss. So there's an element of that as well. What wouldn't you want to know? How much information everyone has about me. (laughs) Oh, they've already got it. I know. (laughs) There's no such thing as privacy anymore. They can basically make a clone of all of us. And we wouldn't even know. They've got everything. So basically, if you're listening to this at home, don't start hacking onto top secret military systems or try to blow up your kitchen, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, probably best not to. <laughs> I don't think this was covered in the public services announcement by the UK government, but, you know, it's always worth us doing it for the for the public. Yeah, don't try this at home. Don't don't hack into anyone. Uh, and if you do get hold of anything, let us know. Oh, we yeah, yeah. We price. would love to. <laughs> 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 yeah. And we'll split the profits. It'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, please share with your friends. And remember, you can always find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast or get in touch by emailing us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com. Share your stories. We'd love to hear from you. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye.